Hello and welcome to episode number two, where today we're going to talk about market dominating position and how to position yourself with your advertising so you don't have to compete on price with your competition. Stay tuned. Hey fellow entrepreneurs, this podcast is dedicated to small business owners who are willing to make the changes to their company in order to build a seven-figured foundation and reach their own vision of success. I'm your host and business coach, David Jones, here to take my 20 years experience launching companies and coaching small businesses, put them into words so you can easily implement strategies that can 2x your profits. Let's get started. And welcome back. All right, let's start off with just a question. Why would somebody want to hire a business coach? And actually, it's a great question and uh, something that I probably wouldn't have considered early on in my career either. After launching my first business with my family, uh, after that, I decided pretty much to go in on my own over the next three businesses and not take much for outside help at all. I I really wore all the hats when it came to uh, running all aspects of the business and honestly was probably a little bit too young and naive to take good advice anyway, so a coach on me probably would have been wasted. But uh, honestly now, when I consult with clients or for clients there, uh, it's amazing. The first session that we sit down and within the first hour I can usually uncover at least a hundred thousand dollars in hidden profits or 20 percent more profit for them uh, in their own business based on numbers that they're giving me Uh, and typically I do this just by looking into no more than three or four of the 12 uh, techniques and strategies that I really use to boost uh, business profits and you know it really staggers people when they first see it on paper. Uh, once we run all the, the numbers and everything and I can show them that, uh, they're kind of blown away because, you know, they work their ass off in their business. And here I am, I come in here, you know, suggest a few things and strategies, plug in some numbers uh, that they give me again. Uh, and then there it is, you know, this hidden profit within their business. And, you know, like I said, they're they're kind of surprised by it, but it really comes down to something that we're all guilty of. You know, you're working extremely hard in your business. And, you know, the problem is you're working so hard in your business, you don't have the time or you forget to work on your business. And that's when an outside set of eyes, someone that's, you know, has experience either in in an industry or just general business background can come in, you know, and take a look at what you're doing and just, you know, point out some basic things, some basic strategies that, you know, you might have started to implement at one point and never fully did or just never thought to implement them in any case. Uh, and, and that's why I can step in there and do that in the first hour. And uh, a lot of times at that point, they say, okay, great, now you've uncovered this, now what? Uh, And then you have to, you know, draw out a roadmap and how to implement it because, you know, uh, as most my uh, clients have, you know, they're working already full-time in their business or at least starting a business part-time while they're working full-time. So they don't have a lot of time to go and develop, you know, all these new strategies and implement, you know, huge changes in their business you know, some change management. So I have to make it, you know, bite-sized where we're going to specifically implement certain strategies at specific times to get them the fastest results. 
And, you know, typically we look to implement a few strategies that will take action within 90 days to actually see results. And one of the first things I do pretty much with every client is help them work on what we call like a market dominating position. And that's really just fancy talk for saying that, you know, what are you doing in your business when you market and advertise your your company, you know, anything outfacing. This could be a website, you know, this could be advertising, print material, this could be your elevator pitch when you talk to somebody. What do you do to separate yourself from your competition? And unfortunately, most businesses fall short in this category. And they think the best way to increase their revenue, um, you know, is to go out and advertise more. But the problem is, if you don't have your marketing message straightened out before you spend money on advertising, then you're you're just throwing money away at this point. So this is always one of the first things I start with. Uh, so I just kind of want to go over that today, starting with this episode. I know this is, you know, our first real episode. The first episode we did was just an introduction. So uh, I just kind of want to go through and explain, you know, what this really is, um, you know, give you some basic examples so that way you can see how it would be affected in your business. And the only way this works is if you take an honest look at yourself. So, you know, let's get into this here. Uh, just talk about it a little bit, give you some strategies here. Uh, a lot of misconceptions uh, when people advertise for their business that, you know, they take things that they think are important to consumers or customers or clients, um, but they really don't have that value add. And, you know, to create a good market dominating position, you need two things. You need something to separate yourself from your competition and something that adds value to your customer. So, you know, some basic examples I could be here like, uh, you know, years ago, Domino Pizza kind of entered the market and uh, they weren't doing anything new and improved per se. Um, you know, they were just another pizza company uh, that offered delivery, just like most of the other ones at the time. But what they did is they said, hey, let's target a certain market, all right, and then take something and add value to that market for them so they would be the only logical choice. So what they decided to do was put up shops around college campuses. And this is um, an example that I use in my book in Hidden Profits in Under One Hour. And, uh, you know, so they said, let's do this. And then what we're going to do to add that value, and some of you may remember this, is, you know, we will deliver a pizza in 30 minutes or less or it's free. And if you're talking about a bunch of, you know, hundreds of hungry, probably drunk college kids that say, I'm starving, let's get something to eat. The only logical choice to them would be to order a Domino's pizza because it's there within 30 minutes or the broke college kid doesn't have to pay. So it became really one of the only logical choices for college students at the time when they launched this campaign. Um, obviously, one thing you have to consider is anything that you do offer, you have to make sure that you can make good with it. So Domino's had to make sure that they could actually execute on this, make sure that their process um, you know, flow of taking in um, the calls, the orders, whatever the case, to preparation and delivery that they could actually do that. So obviously that's a key point. But, you know, that's one example here. I mean, Starbucks, another thing. So, you know, there were dozens of other coffee competitors out there as well, but Starbucks came in there and what they wanted to do was separate themselves on the experience itself. Yeah, I, you know, some people would believe the coffee's better. I believe it. But, Again, that's not really what they went for. They weren't saying that they were the freshest, the best, 
you know, or the cheapest by any means, but they wanted to create an experience for their customer. They wanted a spot where the customer could go order and then hang out, not feel like they're getting kicked out of the store, that they're just a number. Uh, you know, Starbucks would write your name on your cup of coffee and call your name out when your order was ready. So just creating that experience allowed them to charge more for their product because it, it added that value to the customer. Uh, and, and this could work in almost any industry if you think about it. You know, you think of dry cleaners. Uh, dry cleaners, if one offers a pickup and delivery service that another one doesn't, that could separate themselves. Uh, in the self-storage industry where I own self-storage facilities, um, you know, there's a few things that we can do. We can, uh, you know, have our own uh, moving trucks and offer that to somebody. Other competitors offer like first months uh, free, but I don't like giving discounts like that. Uh, I'd rather do something else to try to a lower cost option to get people to use your service. So, um, so yeah, so that's one thing we can order, uh, or offer rather, uh, a, a truck, a moving truck, uh, for people to, to pick up their stuff and move it in or move it out. And, you know, some other examples that I actually use when I, I do my live webinars and whatnot, it's, uh, I take some examples of, um, a real estate company or a couple of real estate companies here in the area. I'm in the Northeast, uh, Rhode Island specifically, and, um, you know, I, I use this example of Century 21, uh, probably, you know, a lot of you have probably heard it, they're, they're a larger um, real estate company, but, you know, their website is so generic and so basic, uh, the only thing it really says on it is, uh, don't settle for average, um, but it is the most average website you're ever going to see, you know, they they tote here that in this area they have 74 homes uh, that they have listed, they have 257 agents and nine offices but you know what that tells me is they have like I, I i forget what the numbers are here i could do some quick ones but you know essentially they have you know more than three agents for every home that they have listed for sale and they have like 25 agents for every office they have and you know to me it's like that's worse than walking into a used car dealership where you might have four or five salespeople coming after you i can only imagine walking into one of those offices and being bombarded with people that are desperate for sales or commissions so you know it, it's really a, a terrible facing website for that company and they don't, don't really offer any value in it you know whereas one of their other local uh competitors a, a smaller place it's it's a keller williams um one which is a slightly larger firm but his office itself is smaller you know he does kind of what we do in the self-storage he offers a free moving truck when you buy or sell with him so again if you're thinking century 21 versus him you're gonna go well at least i get a free moving truck that's gonna save me one or two hundred bucks um if i'm buying or selling so to me that's a value add you know and probably a cheaper cost for him based on the size of the commissions that they get with these homes that you know it's a small expense for them to incur to to win more business uh but you know the example that i use around here is another real estate agent and at first glance the website doesn't look like much of anything uh but uh there there's a local guy here that you know basically says that listen if if you're selling your house through me, I you can sell your home guaranteed or I'll buy it is what he claims with his guarantees. And, you know, it's it's something that just totally separates him from everybody else because what he understands is that a lot of companies don't really think about is he's really addressing a fear, a pain 
for a customer and you know you think like well what what do you mean fear pain so think of this put yourself in in a seller's shoes or a buyer's shoes whatever so i'll use myself as an example so say i want to buy a home up in vermont here and i found the perfect opportunity the perfect property uh, a home i really really want but it's a competitive market so if I go to submit my offer, even if it's over asking price, if I put a contingency on that deal to say, hey, listen, I'll only buy your house if I can sell mine. If you throw in a contingency like that in a deal, it might get rejected in this market today. Um, and if not, if you decide to take that contingency out, then you run the risk of either one not being able to sell your home and a lot of people won't qualify for two different mortgages so their bank wouldn't approve them anyway for the loan or secondly even if you did have a good enough debt to income ratio and you were able to purchase that other home now you're carrying two mortgages and you're wasting probably thousands of dollars every single month so what this guy does by offering to you know buy your home guaranteed on an agreed upon price is it takes that fear away from either losing your dream home that you want to buy you know or having to to shell out money to carry two uh, mortgages at the same time probably money that you would want to use to move or refurnish your new place or any or something like that so, you know, when you're thinking about doing a market dominating position, you know, think about what separates you. And a lot of times, you know, when I talk with clients, they legitimately do have things that separate themselves from the competition, but it's not upfront and apparent at at the point of sale here. So, you know, I we recently had a construction company and you know looked at their website and you know they they do the same standard thing we've been in business for 30 years okay so what does that mean uh what what value does that add to somebody um in the self storage industry i purposely look for companies that have been in business for 20 30 or 40 years because i know they're outdated they're little mom and pop operations that have never upgraded their their systems their their technologies their their facilities themselves they haven't put the money back into it they're using it just as you know side income for the most part and, you know, they're not really attractive, so they can't offer fair market rates and, and they haven't raised their prices. So I go in there and I swoop up these places. Um, I don't look at it as a value at all if I was a consumer. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, getting back to the story with the construction people is they say, you know, all, all my people are licensed. And, you know, when we leave the scene, not the scene, <laughs> you know, when when we leave the the home every day, when we're doing repairs or construction at a place, you know, we, we make sure that we sweep everything up, we protect the floors, <clears throat> you know, we clean up all dust, we get rid of all our tools every day so you can live in your home without interruption, you know, but they don't advertise this stuff. So how would a customer know that they, you know, have this white glove type service? Or, you know, if they do look at their price and they are charging more, that there's an actual reason for it. So again, just, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, all your marketing material, your websites, your, your flyers, your, you know, outbound, inbound, you know, marketing stuff, when you're doing your elevator pitches, um, your employees, how they talk to customers, you know, what, what are you selling? You know, what is your differentiating factor? What value add do you have for your customers? 
So uh, it's, it's, it's an extremely important topic and it's something that, you know, you should really focus on first before you even think about spending more money on advertising or marketing because it's something you have to get right. And then once you get that right, then you can start to move out and work on a more robust marketing campaign and, you know, drip campaigns and pricing models and other things that really start to come in here. But this one thing alone can add tremendous value, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to kind of show you how much value this really adds. So I pulled some stats. So going back to our real estate example here. So again, this this guy that offers this guarantee where, you know, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it thing. He also has about 10 or 12 other guarantees that he has too. If you move into your home and you don't like it, he'll buy it back, you know, uh, and a bunch of other things. So he, he really goes above and beyond to separate himself uh, from that. But just to give you an idea of how much an effect this has for this small real estate company in this area, I'll tell you. So uh, I pulled some stats uh, from a, a website called fastexperts.com uh, when it talks about top real estate agents in Rhode Island. And this guy outsold his competition in the state. He sold 526 homes uh, in the recent year versus his next closest competitor was 279. He sold 526 and his next closest only sold 279. Now, his next closest was a larger, a larger firm, a larger real estate agency, and he still almost doubled their sales. Uh, one of the other things he can do just to show that, you know, this this works, creating yourself, creating a market-dominating position actually works, he guarantees his sales agents that they'll make a hundred grand a year or more, or he'll pay the difference. So again, it just goes to show that he's putting his money where his mouth is and he believes that this separates him from his competition and gets him that much more revenue and that much more profit. And just to tell you, like, these weren't just mom and pop operations going up against this guy. You know, they were larger ranked ones. They ranked the top 25 real estate agents in the state. And some of the notable people that came up behind him, like that Century 21 that I mentioned in the first example, they were ranked number 21 out of 24. Um, and like I said, you know, I think their website's terrible. It doesn't offer any value at all. And it shows in their rankings. And, um, by the way, they only sold less than 18 homes that year as opposed to 526. So again, it just goes to show he sold 526 next closest to 79 century 21, which is a larger ranked firm, you know, sold less than 18. It's crazy. So, and some other notable runner-ups that, that couldn't beat him. Remax, like I said, Keller Williams, which is a big one around here, the Mellow Group, Caldwell Banker, like again, these aren't mom and pop operations. And this guy's killing him. So again, just to get back to it, so first things first, start differentiate differentiate yourself with a market dominating position. Uh, you know, think about that and then stay tuned because then we're going to get into our next episodes are going to get more into the marketing side of the house. Some more things that you can do as well as, um, you know, being able to leverage this so you can leverage higher prices and other things like that and pricing strategies. So all of those will be in episodes to come. Uh, appreciate your time. I know we went probably a little bit longer here. Uh, than I'm going to do in other episodes. But uh, I, again, this is the core foundation to setting up your business, your revenue, and your profits moving forward. So here's David Jones saying, 
Here's to your vision of success. Take care.